What's up, everybody out there in internet land? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode 14. The RGP is a podcast made by gamers for gamers and comes to you, the listener, each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in-depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I am one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me, as always, is the admin of the TomBradyFanClub.net, Kevin Corkum. <laughs> Hello. It's funny you say that. I was pissed I didn't get to draft uh, Brady this weekend. I had my first of three fantasy football drafts this weekend. and uh, Three? I, You're in three? Yeah, I'm in three leagues. So I've got two buy-in leagues, and then one's kind of just like a for-fun league um, that I do. But yeah, so I'm in three leagues. I drafted my first league. Um, when was it? Saturday night? Saturday night? Something like that. I think it was Saturday night. And uh, it's a two-quarterback league which means quarterbacks end up going a little earlier than the normal league. So it was like the fourth mm-hmm. round, and I was eyeing Brady. And, of course, the guy right before me picked Brady. And I, I really just wanted a reason to root for him again this year since he's not on the Patriots. But uh, maybe I'll snag him in one of my other two leagues. Uh, you could he's, he's your favorite player. So yep. I think it's totally fine to still root for his success in Tampa Bay. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm always going to be Even a Brady though- fan. I won't be because my team is in the NFC. I don't want Tampa Bay to succeed in any capacity. Dude, they're um, looking really, really strong. Yeah, like they're they are just really strong. This is going to be the first, one of the first years that I opt out of fantasy football because I just was like with us. So we, you know, we signed Marquise Goodwin from San Francisco in the off season. Mm-hmm. And now he has stated that he's going to sit the entire season out because of COVID. Yep. And, I'm worried that as the season progresses, more and more players might start to do that. So I have just been like, yep, I'm not going to screw myself in fantasy football. It's we have I always play for money. Right. Me too. And which I'm which you do, too. And and I just I'm like, "Ah, I don't want to I don't want to put in, you know, 50 or 100 dollars to play and have that happen. I don't feel like that would be fair. In one of my leagues, if things start getting really wonky before week 10, everyone's going to get refunded. Um, In the league I drafted on Saturday, we're going to kind of play it by ear um, and probably make a vote on it if if things start going south quick. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of players opting out. I think more will as the season progresses, and they'll just lose their money and, you know, whatever. They're fucking millionaires anyways. It doesn't really matter for them. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think... I'm hoping that it's not as much of a problem um, as I think it could be, but I don't know. Do you think? Uh, do you think it's going to go all sixteen games? I think do you so. Think they finish. Yeah. You yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very weird. It's going like without the fans. Uh, football is kind of a different atmosphere, right? We're seeing, you know, the NBA is having success in the bubble without fans being there, and and there are, you know, people on the sideline and everybody cheering and hyping up the team, but there is that that misconnection as you know someone who's played sports and you probably understand this too it, it's a different atmosphere when you're not being cheered on i think oh, yeah. with bas- 100%. i think with basketball they're able to really kind of zone in and the games have been a lot more competitive in the playoffs this year yeah. than i think i've ever seen um, teams are upsetting teams uh, that may not normally be upset because of the atmosphere that a fan atmosphere can bring. Football, I'm worried about the opposite effect. I'm worried that you know these guys are getting paid millions of dollars. 
now there's nobody there to cheer them on. Are their hearts going to be into it? Are they going to be playing as hard? That I think yeah. that's I'm it's it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right about that. I I don't I don't know. Uh and I some some stadiums are going to have fans and some aren't, which is going to give a competitive advantage to certain teams and I think the the competition this year uh it's not going to be a level playing field by any means. So it, it it's a little bit of a of a toss-up year. Um and that, I mean, it kind of sucks that whoever wins the championship is going to be the team that handles COVID best. Uh, and I, I think that's that's just pretty common knowledge, right? You know, you've got your top teams. Whatever one of those top teams is going to handle the virus the best is going to win the championship. They're going to have the most mm-hmm. players playing at the same time. They're going to have fans in the stands. They're going to have all of these things that are going to be able to uh, give them a, a massive competitive advantage. And in the NFL, obviously any competitive advantage is a big one. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be very weird because like, and, and for me, I'm not, I don't mean what I'm about to say. Don't take it out of context, but the two football teams that I follow in the NFL and college, uh, Philadelphia Eagles and Texas A&M, both known for how passionate their fans are. Not saying that Every anybody else's their their fans are better. Right. Obviously, the Eagles fans are not better than a lot of other fans because of the way they can <laughs> act sometimes. Uh, but Texas A and M, there's a lot of tradition. Uh, they have midnight yell practice before each game, uh, the the night before every Friday night. Um, those things are not going to be happening, and it's it's very very weird to see. I mean, A and M is known for creating what's called the twelfth man, and that's what they're their stadium is as yep. you know that their fans get so loud that it's like somebody else is on the field. And so it's, it's going to be very interesting. I, 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 I totally am with you. I, I agree a hundred percent that the dynamic is going to be different this year. <clears throat> yeah. Well, with all that being said, I'm still excited that we're, we're going to at least have something to watch on TV every Thank Sunday. And God, if football is about um, to start. Thank God. <laughs> I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. <laughs> It, it is sucked. Basketball has been fun. I baseball. I've actually, this is like one of the first years that I'm just kind of like, just it, with it being a shorter season. And I was watching a game where the, I'm a Braves fan and they were playing the Phillies and baseball is slowly becoming worse than the NFL. As far as like rules are getting called. Like there was a game we lost the other night where, um, a, uh, Freddie Freeman hit a two run shot to deep center left. And, uh, one of the guys was rounding third base, and because of the the rule where you cannot, you know, collide with the catcher anymore, mm-hmm. stupid, and you can't go around him, the catcher straight up caused uh, the runner to go out of bounds and not make the play, and it was ruled safe when it, 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 he blocked the plate. He straight up blocked the plate and these rules are becoming kind of ridiculous. And baseball is just kind of going way downhill in my opinion, in the, in the professional aspect of it. It has been for a couple of years now. And it's just, it's sad. I love baseball and uh, it's just with it being a shorter season, I'm, I'm kind of invested, but I'm not, I'm just because of how the rule sets are. I'm kind of like, well, at least the NFL is here, but at the same time, the NFL is the NFL. We'll see how things go. Uh, I think any any given season, it, it's either something good or something bad happens. So, but like you said, sports is back, football is back. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, literally, thank God. <laughs> what have you been playing, Kevin? 
Um, nothing really exciting. Uh, I'm gonna jump into Spell Break, um, which is that new uh, BR. I'm kind of gonna mm-hmm. jump into that today. From I think it's I don't know who it's from. I thought it was Epic, but it might not be. Uh, it looks really fun, but it uh, I'm probably gonna jump into that uh today that's kind of like the new game i want to play but i've just been playing rogue company uh still really fun really great siege um i've been getting back into which uh, uh you have as well well uh, we can talk about it now but it's uh it's really fun i love siege i think it's a great game i think it's really pretty well balanced right now and the new patch that's coming out i'm really excited to jump into that and obviously it's going to be uh, on ps5 as well so that's another huge thing for me is that i'm going to have a game that uh, I'm going to be able to play right off the rip, I think, uh, at launch. That's competitive, and and you know it's going to add a new spice to it. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. And Warzone, I've been playing Warzone every now and then. They took out vehicles yesterday because of another game-breaking glitch. Did you see this? <laughs> yeah. I, so I want you to talk about this for the listeners. This is hilarious. Uh, so, I, I, I stopped playing Warzone, but then I read about this, and I'm like, I wanted to join in just to see how bad it was. And it is terrible. <laughs> It's awful. Well, it was. There's, they disabled vehicles, but... And it's still awful. Even when... The, like, the map is so big, right? It's so fucking big. You need vehicles. It's it's just a map that you need vehicles. And uh, they had to rip them out because what was happening is that there was, like, the certain thing that if people got into a vehicle, that whatever, it would crash the server. The entire game would crash. Like, like you it took wasn't... a vehicle to this, a specific spot, right? And the whole yeah. game would crash. It would boot everybody from the game. That yeah, was in that would, lobby. So like 150 players just kicked out. It's so bad. They, I don't know. We can't get shit right over there. Well, and people were doing it just to be assholes. So right. nobody could play a game. They would go yep. in to try to play a match and were completely kicked right out. Yeah. And now game, everyone's so. everyone's landing Superstore and it's, it's, it's awful. It's just the game is just it's <laughs> it's fun and I like it because I'm good at it. But it it's like. Uh, it's just so bad like how can how can every week there's a new game breaking glitch it's like it really makes you appreciate Fortnite and apex and you know because they they run and they work and like it's it's weird that like that is the bar right now for battle battle royales is that they just kind of function (laughs) (laughs) with warzone being so bad is that you can actually play a game and like not pick up a gun and have it look like a fucking dementor you know (laughs) it's just yeah it's it's it sucks i'm I'm sure they'll get it ironed out they really need to compress the files somehow i don't know how they're gonna do that better because i'm not i'm gonna tell you right now i am not taking up because games for next gen are going to be even bigger, you know, with graphically enhancements and yep. things like that. Uh, I'm not going to take up my PS five hard drive with this game. I'm just not. Yeah, I probably won't either. This might be like a, Oh, if my friends want to play it, I jump back on my PS four and, and, and dick around. Yeah, I'm not going to be, sure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be loading it up on the PS five. No. Um, what I've been playing, I'll go ahead and talk about siege for a second because I've been playing that as well. I am so so happy that you got me in, into this game, man. It is, I, I, I'm happy you got me into it. I'm so mad that I missed the last five years of this game. It's phenomenal. And I, I I'm know. really, 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 really fucking good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I usually get MVP every match. Um, I've been playing the unranked playlist. I, you know, I started on the newcomer right. and then I went to quick match. And now I'm in the unranked playlist and I think you get ranked at level 50. And I, I, I doubt I'll get into that, but unranked is because I was, there is one complaint I have with this game. 
a lot of times and I've, I played on PC and PS4. It's a little bit worse on PS4 PC. It's not as bad because the population is not as, as heavy as it is on PS4. Um, but a lot of team killing goes on people just being trolls yes. and it, it makes it kind of unenjoyable. Like if, if I had, if that happens to me, two matches within a given playtime, I just quit because it's, it's, it's frustrating because I'm like, God, come on, man. And, uh, but for the most part, a lot of the, most of the matches I play, people are really working together, doing things. And it's, it's, it's a great game to where I don't know if it's because of how decent I am at the game or the fact that it's just built this way. I don't really feel the need to communicate with anybody random. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I trust myself to stay in one position to watch an angle and then notice where my teammates start going down and then rotate to that angle. And I'm just, you know, usually we still are able to pull off a win. Right. I don't feel the need to communicate and it has a ping system. So, right. Yeah. The, and they're upgrading the ping system. There's going to be a completely uh, reworked ping system um, with this new update. So the, the one complaint I have with Siege is that I think the community is, is shit. Um, I think that a lot of the, the players you get are fucking awful and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, really toxic and, and just trash. Um, that's the only complaint I have with siege is that when I play, I generally have to mute my team if I'm not playing with someone else because they're just, you know, saying nasty shit, you know, that yeah, you know, and I, it's I don't a, want it's anything a, to do with. It's a six year old game that where the community that it is, there are people that probably aren't good at anything else. So they've stuck with this game and they're just trash and toxic people. Yeah. Uh, but over on the PC side, I've, I've been playing and this might be kind of a one day we should do a topic about this. Are American gamers worse than any other gamer, <laughs> which are I kind of fits with our is American society worse than every other society? And the answer is always <laughs> usually a resounding yes. But on PC, I've been matched up with a lot of European players. I can, you know, obviously tell from their accent and they they're very helpful. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not getting team killed on PC. It just takes forever. The queue times on PC are wild. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very long queue times, but uh siege is great. I love it. I'm, it is my tactical shooter at the moment. I've kind of, uh, people have gotten really good at Valorant and I have gotten progressively worse. I used to finish <laughs> at the top, top of tier of my uh, matches and I'm about middle of the pack. And I just, uh, need to work on my aim in that game is, yeah. is my thing. Uh, but Siege is great. Um, I have been playing Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh, I play it on my Switch at work when I can. Um, and then I'll come over and finish the cross save I've been playing on PC um, with the cross save enabled feature, which is awesome. I just carry on where I left off. That game is phenomenal. It's one of the best RPGs. The voice acting is great. The story is good. Um, the dialect choices, dialogue choices you can make are phenomenal. And it's just, if you have a chance to, if you're listening and you want a good RPG to play, uh, go, go pick up divinity original sin Two. Uh, you don't have to know the story of anything that's going on because it kind of gives a backstory right before the game begins. Um, so go check that out if you can. Uh, it needs some TLC because uh, Larian Studios, that the developer of this, is also making Baldur's Gate 3, which is another highly anticipated uh, classic CRPG that's coming out. Um, the last game that I want to talk about was recently released on Thursday. I've been playing it every day. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Remastered. I'm so jealous. You have to pick this up, man. I know 
It is so good. Um, it has every single map from THPS 1 and 2 completely uh, remastered. This this is the definition of a remaster when I think a remaster because everything is in the exact same place as it was on the PlayStation 1 games. Just the graphics are phenomenal. It looks fantastic. It runs at 60 FPS on uh, PS4. Um, no lagging. Uh, my PS4 kind of gives you the jet engine fan, but it's not as bad as like playing Warzone or something like that. Um, <laughs> it's it's smooth. <clears throat> um, I it, you know the the game starts off and uh, you can Tony Hawkle his voice comes up and he's like, hey. Welcome to Tony Ox Pro Skater. Would you like to try the tutorial? And it, it, then it has a button where it just says, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I clicked that and I went in into Warehouse from PS1 and I went in and all the buttons, combos, it just all came back to me and I was throwing down 100,000 points right off the bat and I, I nice. was going through the level. I have already beaten Tony Ox Pro Skater 1. I've gotten every collectible and I've 100%ed every level in uh, the wow. then Tony Ox Pro Skater one I used Bucky Lasik. Um, he is probably one of my favorite skaters, so that's who I beat the game with. And now I'm going back and uh, collecting things with my created skater. But right before mm. I trying to get his stats up before I go play, I'm going to play Tony Ox Pro Skater two with my created skater. Cool. There is one complaint I have. Okay. Okay. So. In Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, 2, 3, and 4, they were all this way. When you say, I, I, you know, I played through the game with Bucky Lysick, and I, you, you know, it has pro score, high score, six score, find the secret tape, skate, all the collectibles, right? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So in the old games, once you beat a game, or once you beat the campaign with, I guess I'll call it that, a campaign with some one of the skaters, you pick another skater, you have to do the same thing for every skater. Gives that replay right. value um, to, to 100% the level. That's not in the game anymore. And it's so because I went and picked my creative skater and I double checked it with Tony Hawk. It's the same. The, the, all the level, all the everything's done. So the only thing to do in those levels again during the campaign portion of the game is collect stat points and mm. so you can that are hidden in the levels so you can level up your character so you can go and take every skater through and get their stat points to level them up which i'm going to do but it just kind of takes away that a uh, replay value of playing through the game as a completing a hundred percenting the game with every skater which i thought it was going to be so that's a kind of a complaint but at the same time that shit did get so tedious in the old games that it became kind right. of annoying and you got tiresome so maybe that's why they did it. And there's a lot of skaters in this game. So maybe that's why they did it. But you could still go in and get the stat points and level them all up. Well, I'm glad you're liking it for the most part. I mean, yeah, that is a little annoying, but it, it's weird because games were different back then. Like 100%ing a game was different. It, you know, I, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it, that's that's a weird uh, that's a weird omission. I think it would be nice to complete it with all the skaters and then 100%ing, you know, warehouse with Tony Hawk and Bam Majera and your creative skater and whoever else, you know? Yeah. That's another thing. Bam is not in this game. He wasn't in one and two originally. He didn't get it put in until Tony Hawk's Pro three, Skater 3, yeah. but I, fig I figured they would have included him. Um, 
I'm going to say this. This is probably the best remaster slash remake I have ever played in any That's capacity. Wow. It's wow. so true to the, it's so true to the original, like all the skate collectibles are in the same location that they were in the games years ago. And it's just, it's tickling the nostalgia. All this, the soundtrack is exactly the same. Uh, they've added some new songs. Uh, they took like one or two out, but they weren't like the big memorable songs that you remember, you know, like Superman by Goldfinger and things like Ugh. that. And, and it's, yes. it's just, it just, once that starts up, uh, it's, it's so good and it's, it's so much fun. And I, th- I, I like, you can just hear it. Like the sound yeah. is so, and that's, that's the cool thing. The menu, the, the little demo that plays before you hit X to start yeah, and get into the game. It's, it's, it's that song is playing on the main menu because they, mean, they, they know they know that that's the most liked song yeah that's the song right there that's the tony hawk song like but period. it's 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 phenomenal i only the only other remake that i think could come close is when demon souls comes out for the ps5 i think that game's gonna be phenomenal but this is the best remake slash remaster i've ever played and i i pray i pray because my favorite tony hawk game in the entire series is three and mm, I pray, I pray to God that we get some kind of DLC of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three eventually. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three is is the best Tony Hawk game, I think, hands down. It, number it one all... is the most nostalgic, but number three is the best gameplay wise. It has the mm-hmm. best levels, it has the best skaters, it has the best. It, well, no, the best soundtrack is is debatable, but it has a really solid soundtrack. It, it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love one and two for the nostalgia, but three really kind of gives you all of the mechanics from the first two game and adds on them with other uh, abilities. Um, I didn't, I like four and I like thug, but four kind of got a little bit too crazy with everything and became more of an art skater RPG than just being an arcadey skate game. So I, I, I think three has the best of the mechanics and I would love to, to see that, that game. Uh, get remastered so hopefully vicarious visions they did phenomenal with this hopefully they are allowed to continue their work and make maybe tony arts pro skater six because uh they deserve to it it, it's it's so good yeah i mean i hope we get better tony hawk games oh for sure um we're gonna go ahead and go into we got some reader mail again uh we do apologize to our listeners last week we had me and kevin both had a lot going on on our plate that we we're unable to record. Um, so this week's episode is probably going to be jam packed and full for your listening pleasure. Uh, but we did get a couple of emails last week that we were unable to read because we didn't record. So we'll read them this week. First one comes from Trevor. He writes in and says, Joseph and Kevin, you guys have been killing it. I can agree or disagree with either one of you on any given episode, but you always keep me entertained. You two always get me pumped to play new games and or revisit the classics. Keep it up. My question for this week is what is your favorite arcade game? growing up mine was galaga but tron comes in at a close second take care boys Mm. kevin what's your favorite arcade game um my favorite arcade game it it's um it's kind of a toss-up between two games one of them is like the punch out but the one with the actual cuffs do you remember that one in the oh yeah i love it you were were like a blue outline yep and yeah Mm. yeah you were a blue outline and you dodged one way or the other and you threw punches either that game or i really like the original jurassic park shooter the one where you're inside the um Mm -hmm. the little thing i know it's not like a like a typical arcade stand-up you know one that 
that the Jurassic Park game I played the most of any of them, and I could probably clear it to this day, um, and and beat it all the way through without without having to restart. But if we're talking like stand up one, it's got to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tied with Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> Dude, there's four. We have the exact. No, we have the. Well, we have the exact same two. Those really? were going to be my two. Was Jurassic yeah. Park and 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 uh, Turtles in Time. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it doesn't really get any b- much better than those, I, I don't think. Yeah, there's like, and I like that Trevor in his email, he states, you know, he likes Galaga and uh, Tron. Those are very older arcade games, really fun games. Um, and if I had to go old school, I, I think I'd have to just pick Pac-Man just for the nostalgia of it. Um, but yeah, Turtles in Time and, and that Jurassic Park game, I have so many fond memories. There used to we have a we have a movie theater here in town, and it was the only one for the for the longest time. We have three movie theaters, major movie theaters here in town now. But um, when we uh, would go to it, there would be the Jurassic Park game, and I think it's still there. Um, I think I don't go to that theater anymore because it sucks. But I think the Jurassic Park game is still there, and I, I used to play that. For hours on end after watching a movie. I've probably spent at least $300 on that game. At least. Good God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if it's ever in an arcade, I'm, I'm in it. I'm sitting down. I'm playing yeah. it. Hands down. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, the first one, holds so much. Like, I love it so much. Me and my wife, we will literally, I'm not even joking. We watched it Friday night. We probably watched that movie, like, I'm a, honestly, probably either once a month or bi-monthly. We just love that movie. Yeah, it's just it's our. Movie. It's if it if if it rains, it's like our rainy weather movie. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. During a thunderstorm, you can't beat Jurassic Park. Uh, thank you, Trevor. I appreciate yeah, thanks, your Trevor. email. Always, always write into us. Hope you're doing well. Um, our next email comes from Josh again. He said. <laughs> Hey, again, fellas, you said if we wanted to write in next week, we could. So here I am. Rocky like a hurricane <laughs> <laughs> to Kevin. I looked up the medical term for trick knee. I mentioned before, and it's luxating patella, which I think yes. you stated yep. that. Yeah. Luxating um, patella. Yep. And he tells us his dog's name. Her name is Ooh. Chloe because we, we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. Boy or girl. He said she, she is a Shih Tzu Yorkie, a Shorkie mm. for short. <laughs> uh, he said, I'll send a picture at y'all's request, but that would make for uh, poor podcast content. <laughs> uh, in last week's episode, the topic of Twisted Metal came up. I don't believe either of you still have one, but if you pop the Twisted Metal 4 disc into a CD player, you can listen to the music from each stage, as well as mm. the monologue of each character on the selection screen. Fun fact. I cool. did know that. I used to do that. I used to jam out to that. You, I would, I would just list, put it into my PS One, and listen to some of the music. Uh, he did give us our his top five games in no particular order. Uh, okay. He says, "Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past." Okay. World of Warcraft: Addict in Denial. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Blue, Silver, and Leaf Green. Leaf Green, yeah. obviously Leaf came for really the. Good. The Game, Game Boy, Boy Advance, Advance, I believe. Yeah. Yep. That's a great one. Uh, Fallout 3 and Super Mario RPG. Mm, okay. I, those are all really, really good games. Um, yeah. I like that he puts Super Mario RPG in there. Fallout 3 is probably, in my opinion, the best Fallout game. Uh, yeah. I do like it a little bit more than New Vegas. New Vegas is, obviously has the better story, the better systems and mechanics. Obsidian did a phenomenal job with that, but I think Fallout 3 is a... Uh, I just like that grittiness of it. Yeah, Fallout 3 is, I mean, it, it, 
it is it's nostalgia now like it's it's been out long enough if you play that game you you get the nostalgia feels so those are really great yeah. games thanks for writing in josh and trevor uh, we appreciate it he does however give one fireback question he said and oh. he said he does say apologizes if if this email eats up too much time it doesn't we don't mind nope, um we're never. gonna try to give as much content as we can to everybody uh he says because we're all 12 year olds at heart if you were a gym leader what pokemon type would your gym use and why would it be fire (laughs) (laughs) which what what uh what pokemon gym type would you be kevin um well fire but if i can't pick fire i'd probably go psychic Mm. yeah psychic's really good what who would be your main uh pokemon to 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 fuck kids up with probably drowsy i like drowsy the big fat one really that's got that's got mud for pants yeah <laughs> yeah that's kind of crazy that that out of all the psychic pokemon you would pick not even hypno his uh his evolution form i mean hypno's cool too i like hypno i, I would do either or or what's the I like one the, Al- alakazam is the one i like alakazam yeah he's he's cool too i was about to say alakazam's a really cool one but i like drowsy just because he's so fucking stupid looking <laughs> snuffleupagus looking nose oh, yeah, he's I got know. a dick on his face <laughs> uh who would be your oh. fire pokemon oh uh fucking charizard nice come on nice. is there a better fire pokemon no, there isn't. Um, unless it's Arcanine, but it's still Charizard. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to go Electricity just because I want to use my favorite Pokemon of all time. Mm. And it is not Pikachu. My favorite Pokemon is Raichu. I love Raichu. Raichu's I love badass. how he looks. Uh, I have a lot of memorabilia that I've given to my stepson. I've got a couple of stuffed animals and I have the original Raichu card. I've given all that to him because I'm 33 and that looks really old or not old, but weird <laughs> sitting in my bedroom. My wife probably wouldn't like us go a cuddling up with Raichu every night. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, electric type and I don't, but the thing is he's really the only electric type Pokemon that I like. I don't like really that many, maybe Zapdos, um yeah, that was cool what about the what's the one guy that um i just lost his name um yeah forget it move on i can't remember the one that looks like a the with the plug the outlet on his head elikmon <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i just i don't know like i love dragonite too is like one of my favorite pokemon so i would like to be a gym leader to use a little bit of everything but i don't know if they allow that let me see here. I'm trying to think of. I'm I'm looking up fucking Pokemon now because why not? Who am I thinking? <laughs> why not? Of? Elect Electra Buzz is the one that I was thinking of. That's the one. That's the Electra one. Electra Buzz. Yeah, yeah, and his his little baby form is the one with that looks like an outlet. But yeah, Electra Buzz. He was like, what? What was he like? Looks like a bear bird. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yep. <laughs> that's that's literally it. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kick it on over to the news. Gentlemen, thank you for so much for writing in. If you want to be a part of the show and write in like those two fine gentlemen did, write in to remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, comments, concerns, ideas, questions, small anecdotes or funny anecdotes that we can tell to small children. Anything that you want to write in and talk about, we would love to have your questions. Thanks, Josh and Trevor. 
I guess I'll kick it off with the first news topic here. Uh, this yep. comes via VG, VG247 by Alex Donaldson. NVIDIA has revealed the 3000 series graphics cards, the 3070, 3080, and 3090, doubling last gen's performance. Consoles, eat your heart out. NVIDIA has revealed the latest PC gaming technology. The graphics experts at NVIDIA have revealed today their latest graphics cards for PC gamers, the GeForce RTX 3070, 3080, and 3090. The cards run on a spectrum in terms of powers, as you'd imagine, the RTX 3070, the least powerful, and the RTX 3090, the major ridiculous powerhouses. Even the 3070 offers better performance than the top tier 2080 Ti of this pre... It says last gen, but it's, I mean, the 2080 Ti just came out last year, so (laughs) Uh, that up until now, our top tier GPU of choice for best performance in PC gaming. Uh, the 30 series GPUs will be releasing in September and October will cost as follows. The RTX 3070 comes in at 499, the RTX 3080 699 and the RTX 3090 starting at 1499, $1,499. So I'll stop there. Um, we're, this is going to be part of our main podcast. Uh, we'll kind of delve more into these graphics cards, but, uh, what do you think, Kevin, just as far as pricing goes? I mean, so the, the lowest price is what, $699, right? $499 for the $3070. And it's, and it's way better than the, than the, the current most, one. It's, most powerful it, current one. I saw it running. I saw, I saw a couple of videos of, of these running, um, and they're incredible. And the prices are really low. Uh, it's going to be huge. It, it's really, it's big, big, big news for PC gamers. Um, and I think they're going to, I think a lot of people are going to buy these instead of buying consoles. I, I think it's, I'll, I'll save my, my current, you know, I'll save all my opinions for later, but this is a big deal. Um, and I, I think it, it's no small feat to put that much power at that price. So, uh, hats off to NVIDIA. They're always doing really great stuff with their graphics cards. Um, and you know, I'm looking at building a PC and if it's, if it's only, you know, if I can get the mid grade one for, for 600, 700 bucks, I'm going to throw that in my computer hands down. You know, that's, that's a no brainer. Yeah. These, these prices are insane. Like, like the 3070 being more powerful than the uh, 2080 Ti, 2080 Ti is about, I think you can find one for about $700, seven, 750 to eight, 850, uh, depending on which company you go with and, and which website you order from, but that's about where it's at. So that's $300 cheaper than the best one you can buy today. These prices are insane. I could not believe the 3080, which is their main one. That's the, that's the one they're touting. Obviously the 3090 is, you know, for enthusiasts. Um, but even at $700, that's amazing power and performance. This is capable of doing 8k. And this is the 3080 is capable of doing 4k at 60 FPS constantly, maybe even 120 FPS. Um, This is crazy power. This is not a good thing for PC gaming. This is a good thing for gaming in general because game games are developed on PC and, uh, you know, made for consoles on the dev kits and things like that. But they use things like the best graphics card to make these games. So these these graphics cards are going to help deliver gaming for the future. And and I think that's phenomenal, even for the consoles going forward. They'll be developed on a 3080 um so i think that's great yeah and i saw doom uh doom eternal running on a 3080 
um i'm pretty sure it was yes on on youtube uh and it thing was 4k 120 frames a second that's pretty it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful yep uh but we'll we'll dive into that that's going to be part of our main topic so kevin what's the next on the news uh, I put this in here. Uh, I'm going to talk about it kind of briefly. This is about uh, Marvel Avengers microtransaction costs and cosmetic prices revealed. This is from um, VG247. This is our friend Sharif Saeed. Uh, Marvel Avengers releases with a stacked marketplace full of things to spend real money on. Marvel Avengers has officially gone live for some deluxe owners around the world, with some more joining later today. This was the article was written a few days ago. Uh, but it might not surprise you that to know that Avengers, as a modern AAA game, has a busy marketplace and a paid currency ready to uh, ready to buy on day one. This also means that various stores already have packed of credits the game's paid currency ready to go according to the playstation store the four packs are currently as listed 500 credits five bucks two thousand for 20 yada 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 you get bonus as you go up uh, credits can be spent on various cosmetics including costumes takedowns emotes and nameplates basically the big thing is that each character has their own battle pass so a hero card is essentially a battle pass for each hero with the major difference being that they don't come with a time limit as most battle passes in games typically do. So what they're doing is that if you want, so Hawkeyes is going to cost a hundred credits, which is 10 bucks for the premium track. So for every character in Avengers, if you want to unlock their battle pass, which when you unlock, you will have forever and you can grind your way through. It's going to be 10 bucks per Avenger. That's That's kind of, that's pricey. bullshit. That's what that is. That's, that's kind of pricey. That's fucking stupid. I so like. First of all, why are you why are you putting a a battle pass and DLC and paid like cosmetics and microtransactions in a single player game? I I I don't I don't know. And this is part of. I'm not going to buy this game until it's uh, heavily discounted. Um, mm-hmm. I will play it at some point because I, 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 I like this beat em up style games and I've been itching to play something like this, but I can't, I, I just, I don't, I've watched the videos. I don't like the gameplay. I don't like the way it looks mm-hmm. right now. I don't like the motion mm-hmm. blur, uh, the screen shake. It, it looks like it's going to make me nauseous to be completely honest. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm holding off until it it's discounted and I'll pick it up when it's discounted, but you know, maybe it, all things considered, you know, I'll level, I'll buy Captain America's Battle Pass or Spider-Man's or some shit and and pay an extra $10. It's just, I, I can't, I mean, come on. I have a hard time spending 10 bucks on Warzone Battle Pass or Apex's Battle Pass. And I, I generally get really close to completing those. So I just, yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't, we'll talk more about microtransactions and different things when we get in with Madden. But recently, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty unimpressed with a lot of these companies. Yeah, I think this is this is shit to do. Um, you know, they already pissed a lot of people off that Sp- Spider-Man's exclusive to the the PlayStation version of this game and and adds a whole bunch of story content that's not going to be there and and I don't know what Crystal Dynamics is thinking with this because it, the game does not look good. I've watched a lot of gameplay and I'm very underwhelmed. I feel like this game was very rushed. Yeah, um, I think so too. I, I think it kind of was almost near incomplete and they just got it out. And maybe that's why some of this stuff is being added as, as microtransactions. So they can kind of justify It's kind of what we've talked about two podcasts ago with, or I think around there with uh, 
game companies not finishing games and they're coming out unfinished and you're paying extra for content that should have already been in there. And so this is, this is just, I don't know. It's, it's not a good look. It makes me, yeah, I'm, this is going to be a game that I get on like PlayStation plus or, uh, heavily, heavily, heavily discounted. I will not pay $60 for this game. Nowhere near it. Maybe, maybe 1999. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I probably would pay I would probably pay like thirty max. That would be if I was really bored and didn't have anything else to play, I'd I'd mm-hmm. pay thirty bucks for it max. But I, I can't. I've got a couple friends that picked it up and and one of my friends, Mikey, shout out Mikey, I know I know you listen to the podcast. Uh he, he basically was like, It doesn't feel right. Like the hits don't feel right. Like when you punch and when you connect mm-hmm. with, with enemy characters, he's he's like, It's just off. It it just doesn't feel right. So Yeah, they should have uh they should have just waited, let let uh, Insomniac get the next Spider-Man out and then let them work on this because or Sony Santa Monica because uh, they would have nailed the combat. But yeah, this is it, I think it'll be an OK game. It's not going to be what people wanted for an Avengers game. No, I don't think so either. Um, next topic. This is some bad news. This comes via Eurogamer.net. Uh, Ubisoft says PS5 isn't backwards compatible with PS3, PS2, PS1. This comes by Tom Phillips at Eurogamer.net. Over the weekend, Ubisoft published and then deleted a claim that the PS5 will not offer backwards compatibility with older PlayStation consoles. A post on Ubisoft support site states... PS5 backwards compatibility would be available for supported PlayStation 4 titles, but would not be possible for PS3, PS2, and PS1 games. Sony is yet to discuss whether this might be offered some type of backwards compatibility for older consoles, so Ubisoft statement raised eyebrows. Sony has not commented on the matter, but last night the above references were removed from Ubisoft's site, so you know they probably got yelled at by uh, Sony. PlayStation 5 support for backwards compatibility is still un- a little unclear. Sony has previously stated it hopes to support the overwhelming majority of the 4,000 plus PS4 titles on PS5. However, has avoided saying how many of those will be available at launch. Back in March, PS5 lead architect Mark Cerny said almost all of the top 100 PS4 games ranked by Playtime would be available when the console arrives. There has been no conf- mention of earlier PlayStation game support at all. Eurogamer has contacted PlayStation for comment with no reply um i i'm fine with this i don't care as long as it's backwards compatible with ps4 i mean we've we've moved far away from those generations i i know that some of those games are fun to go back and play but i mean the reality is and this works this is true for most people when they go back to play a ps1 or ps2 uh hell even some ps3 games it's just not because we've been so spoiled by the upgrades of mechanics visual fidelity and just gameplay in general those games just aren't as fun as games that are out today and they don't meet standards. So I think people need to just let backwards compatible go. If you really, really want to play a PS2 game, go buy a PS2 at a used video game store or buy, buy, buy an OG PS3, right? The OG PS3 is backwards, Pat, Mm -hmm. Pat with, Mm -hmm. with PS1. I still have one. I have the old brick, you know, fucking refrigerator ones with with the Spider-Man font. Yeah, and if I ever have a, a hankering to play a PS2 game, which, like, I mean, I, I really don't anymore. Um, mm. But if I wanted to play Nightfire, which is probably the one game I would want to boot up, um, I'd, I'd do it on there. I, I, I'm not going to play that on my PS5. I'm not going to play Nightfire on my PS5. It would be cool if I could, but I'm literally not going to use that feature. And I don't think anyone else will as well. Um, so I'm not, I'm, yeah. not trying to, I'm not trying to 
to get a 4K TV and a PS5 so I can pop in SOCOM disc from PS2 and play it in 480p. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's I, it, it's time to move on. It, it's yeah. it, we had those, and 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 as a, an adult with a career and a family and going back to school, I, my time is limited, and so mm-hmm. I, I don't. I want I want to play what's out now, and I don't have time. That was fun to go back to those, um, but. I, I, it's time to move on. And I know people don't feel the same way as I do. Um, they do want this backwards compatibility with all these games, but appreciate what you have and why they're making this console for it. They're not making it so you can play PS2 games. They're not making it so you can play PS3 games. They're trying to advance console generation. So appreciate what they're trying to do. Uh, yeah, that's just I, my, t- I, my take on it. No, I completely agree with you. I think, I think that's that's the correct take. I and honestly, I know you said that a lot of people want it and a lot of people I don't know about that. I really don't. I really don't know that a lot of people want to play PS1 games on their PS5. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I don't I don't think that those people are nearly as I don't know. I, I you don't want that. I'm telling you you don't want it. Because yeah, I agree. it's 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 just your PlayStation 5, you want to play PlayStation 4 and 5 games. Maybe 3. I can give you maybe PlayStation 3 games. But PS2 and PS1, it's it's time to put those games to rest or play them on the original consoles. Or wait for the remake or remaster. Right, which is coming. There are so many remakes and remasters. I'm sick of it. You know, I still I still think we're going to get a SOCOM remake or a SOCOM 5 um, in some capacity. I don't think Sony's done with that IP yet. Uh, I think that will because of the success of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and the success that will be coming with Demon Souls. I, I, I don't think I think you're going to see a lot of remakes for the PS5 generation. So just 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 hang tight and appreciate what we have. Agreed. What's right. next? This is from IGN. Nintendo Switch eShop gets customer-friendly improvements from Joe Scribbles, which means it was written by third-party somebody. Nintendo Switch's eShop has changes <laughs> uh, has changed its pre-order policy to allow customers to cancel without payment up to a week before the release and added some useful signaling about sales ending. Both changes have been made without much fanfare, though both benefit the customer. The pre-order policy, as confirmed by Nintendo's America FAQ, replaces the previous system, which pre-orders were charged for immediately now the charge will not go through until seven days before the game's release and can be canceled freely at any time before that it will be a welcome change for many norwegian and german customer authorities said authorities had previously and unsuccessfully attempted to have nintendo's original pre-order system deemed illegal in europe (laughs) as reported by nintendo life that change seems to have come alongside another new eShop feature whereas whereby games with a discount are marked with how much longer that discount will apply for user wish lists great deals page and the eShop homepage all display time left discounted recently we've heard reports that a an updated switch model card arrived during 2021 which will allegedly improved uh feature improved interactivity and better quality display um, so I, I put that in there just because the Nintendo eShop has been shit on a lot in the past. I don't think it's nearly as bad as some people say it is, but it definitely was annoying that I didn't know when deals were going to go away. Um, mm-hmm. And I know why they do that, because it forced me to buy a couple games, because I'm like, shit, this could be gone tomorrow. Um, but now at least, you know, if I want to buy a game on sale, I know, okay, well, I've got till next month to save up a little bit of cash and, and spend it on this game. So those are good improvements. And uh, hats off to Nintendo for finally doing it, I guess. I feel like that's 
always the rule with Nintendo. It's like, well, Nintendo's doing something that everyone else has done. So uh, good on them, you know? <laughs> the, one, the one thing I wish they would improve on the fucking eShop is not making me log in my fucking password every fucking time I try to go look at their store. Yeah. It's so annoying. It's so obnoxious to, to that I just want to go look at the store and I have to log in. I'm already connected, especially if I'm connected to Wi-Fi. I should, my profile's already logged in. Why do you need me to go look at that? I, I yeah, it, it's just Nintendo. It's just what you have to deal with with Nintendo to play Mario games. <laughs> yeah, just the way you said that. It's just like, yeah, you got to do all this bullshit just to play fucking Mario. <laughs> Seriously, though, like that's it's what you got to do. I know. I know. All right. Next comes from IGN. This is via uh, it said Spider-Man Miles Morales up above it, but that was an ad. Uh, This is not by Miles Morales. This is by Joe Scrubbles once again. Uh, Sony has asked its developers to discuss the PS5's new high-speed SSD and 3D audio functionality, giving us a sense of how the features will be used at launch and in the future. In a PS blog post, developers from the likes of Insomniac Games, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan, and Gorilla discuss the PS5's new strengths. PS5 SSD benefits. The majority of developers discuss the SSD, which has previously been said to be far ahead of high-end PC equivalents in terms of its pure loading speed. Spider-Man Miles Morales director Brian Horton discussed the near-instant load times, fast travel, and the ability to quick load and display more detailed assets. While these are fairly expected answers, other developers pointed out less obvious benefits to their games. Both Demon's Souls' Gavin Moore and Hitman 3's Matthias Matthias Ingramstrom brought up the the follow-on benefits of shorter loading times in their games from making death feel slightly less punishing in Demon's Souls and encouraging multiple saves and loads in Hitman 3 to encourage experimentation. Uh, looking forwards, other developers pointed out that the future benefits such as a fast drive are hard to predict, but exciting nonetheless. Far Cry 6 lead programmer Neil Hill, wow, Neil Hill, uh, pointed out that game streaming speed should mean open world design can be pushed in new directions while Ratchet and Clank's Rift Apart's Marcus Smith says the technology speed and ability to load new locations fundamentally fundamentally changes the rules that follows up, God Sorry, my lips are just so chapped. <laughs> it's hard to read this. Uh, fundamentally changes the rules and allows us to think about ideas and game designs that are only possible on PS5. Uh, I'm not going to attempt this next name, but uh, Returnal's uh, developer was more speculative. A bit further into next gen, I'm expecting we'll start seeing developers make more use of not so obvious benefits of the SSD. This is what excites me most. What does it mean for developers when everything can be loaded on the disc that fast? We'll even need the concept of levels anymore. The possibility for this tech are exciting for me and exhilarating. And that, that, that final quote is what I want to talk about. I think that is where we are heading with uh, more of a God of War style where it's one continuous shot um, in like a, a game that is uh, a kind of uh, not open world. Um, no load times there. Uh, no loading, I think, is going to be the future. I think everything's just going to be synonymous and you'll just start back up when you're ready to play. 
I think so too, and it's going to be really, really awesome. I'm I'm excited. This this article I I put it in here just because I think it's exciting to think about what the next generation of games is going to give us. Not from like a graphical, just a graphical and performance standpoint, but from a game design standpoint, is that developers are going to be able to craft new experiences from the ground up, um, mm-hmm. and and not have to deal with the same technical limitations they did on PlayStation Four and uh, previous you know console generations they're going to be able to say hey wouldn't it be cool if we did this game where it's open world nothing loads but like you know as you get into a, a cutscene or if you start a mission or something like that you know even if it's in a, a different location we can just fucking put you there or we can you know there will there'll be some kind of cool i don't even know right i'm not a game designer but things like that that might be able to happen um that couldn't happen before is is incredible and really really exciting Oh, for sure. Yeah. To put things in perspective, when Bloodborne, you know, at the beginning of this generation, when it came out in 2015, um, the game had egregious load times. Now they were patched. They're not as bad, but they're still fairly decent amount. And and to to be able to to go into this generation and that not be existent at all, that's exciting. Like I said earlier, uh, people's time is valuable to them. And I know that might, might sound like a first world problem, which it is, uh, but it, not being able to sit there through and wait for make a go make a cup of coffee while a game loads is, is exciting to me. It's it's extremely exciting and it, and it should be very exciting for uh, all, all gamers. You know, uh, it, it, mm-hmm. it, we'll talk about the next story that we have here is is about Madden um, and we'll talk a little bit more about sports games in our, in our two headed topic here, but let me, let me read this article from pushsquare.com. Madden NFL 21 has the worst user score in Metacritic history. Hashtag <laughs> NFL drop EA intensifies. And at the time of this article, it was sitting at a 0.3 user score. Uh-huh. The bombing is nothing new. It affects the best games like the last of us part two. However, it takes a special kind of example to secure the accolade of worst user score in metacritic history but that is what madden 21 has managed the title is currently rated a 0.3 on ps4 having attracted almost 3,500 negative reviews some of those reviews boil down to low effort rants but there are some well thought out criticisms scattered throughout the biggest complaint boils down to bugs and it's true that the title lacks the polish of major triple a release we're not sure whether it's coronavirus disputed ea sports plans but this is the first title to ever cause our console to crash to hard crash um, players oh, wow. are also frustrated with the lack of improvements to the franchise mode and while the developer has been eager to reassure consumers that it'll add things soon it seems there's nowhere near enough to quell torrents of dissatisfaction um, football fans are so angry with the game they've launched the hashtag NFL drop EA hashtag so I've been following this story pretty closely um, throughout the last week and that's kind of just a general overview but people are not only upset that they, there's not a lot of content I mean if you go through there are Madden 20 logos that they didn't take out from the last game when they say <laughs> that it is copy and pasted it is quite literally the same game as last year so much so that they didn't take out assets from madden fucking 20 i mean that is egregious and they've been doing this for years and getting away with it i mean this stuff has been happening for years but apparently the bugs are like really really bad this year like i've 
obviously there's the fumble bugs or have always been a bug where you'll fumble and then sometimes the ball will get hit 60 yards in the other direction and and things like that that happen in madden but this is like this the the entire screen will go white like like the players are there but they're white you can't tell anything apart the grass is white everything is white there there are times where the assets aren't loading in like the grass is no is not grass it looks like a muddy low uh, nintendo 64 texture there are um the faces like your create your character they have duplicate faces that are literally the exact same face for like face six as it is for face 20 the the exact same thing and it's it's egregiously bad this year like it's 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 sad that ea has this monopoly on the game but it's being review bombed on metacritic and then a developer came out and said oh well it's point two well it could be worse it could be a point one and then they decided everyone decided to review bomb it on everything so if you go on google it's it's terrible metacritic terrible it's like so bad and people are really upset about it so uh that's big news that we'll, we'll we'll keep following it um these next couple days here and next week if there's anything of note we'll we'll follow up but it's um it's time for a massive overhaul and, and linking this back to the to the new ssd and, and the ps5 this would be a perfect time for ea to take a step back and say okay everybody you hate this game that's fine we're gonna re-release this game with a on ps5 with a patch right and it's going to play better and look better however you madden 21 is going to be here for two years and we're not going to give you a yearly installment because we're actually going to take a full year and revamp the game uh and make it what it should be and what it could be uh that that's kind of where i hope they go but i i would doubt it yeah that that's i'm i'm gonna tell you that's not gonna happen it should that's exactly and we'll talk more about that in uh, our second main our little two-headed dragon of main topic that we're gonna do today but uh um i'll just say what i've said this doesn't surprise me at all i mean yeah it seems like it's worse than ever before but uh i've been saying for years stop buying this fucking game people stop vote vote with your wallet if you want madden to change stop buying it Uh, once people stop buying it it will change but um it's not going to happen and people are going to keep voting or uh, they're not going to vote with their wallet and it'll just be the same thing every year. So uh, that's, that's that's my two cents on it. And I'll talk more about it when we get to our main topic, but yeah, this is, uh, that's just, it's so, so terrible that this is touted to be the biggest sports game released every year. The millions of millions of people buy $60 for and pay money for basically a roster update and uh nothing else and it's just uh, it's egregious is what it is it's stupid and they're robbing yeah. people EA, ea continues to rob people next up this comes via the washington post classic mario games are coming to switch for a limited limited time baffling fans uh, this is by elise favis Thursday morning, a 10-minute Nintendo Direct announced some unexpected news. A slew of Super Mario games are coming to the Switch, which, by the by, the by I am super stoked for all of these games to be on my Switch. These are amazing games. Uh, yeah. Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy are going to be bundled in together to be called Super Mario 3D All-Stars. will be available in retail stores and virtually on the Nintendo eShop, but only for a limited time until the end of March of next year. So if you want these games, you got to go get them before March 2021. Wait, what? You if have you're to be confused. A, and Sorry, you have to play them because they go away, right? 
don't you can only play them for that amount of time oh i didn't know that let me finish the article real quick okay uh Wait, what? If you're confused, you're not alone. Video game critics and fans took to Twitter following the announcement, clearly baffled by the strange re- restrictions. The limit availability gimmick is extending to Super Mario Brothers 35 2, which turns the classic Super Mario Brothers into a battle royale, as well as to tie in certain events running through till March 2021. The language used by Nintendo hasn't made things much clearer. A news release from the company that states Super Mario 3D All-Stars will be delisted from the e- eShop on approximately March 31st. Super Mario Brothers 35 is playable from October 1st to the end of March as detailed in the release. Um, now I don't think it'll go away from your game. I don't, I have not heard that. I think it's just only going to be available for purchase until okay. then, which so sure? yeah, well, I thought, I'm I pretty sure I'm pretty that. sure I have not seen anything else that states that and the article does not state that. So I think it's just going to be limited for purchase, which that's not a big deal. I don't know why they're doing that. That's very weird. Uh, but I, maybe it's because it's in conjunction with the anniversary. But uh, why would you not want to leave it up there to make more money? I don't I don't get that. I don't know why either. They'll probably end up extending it. This is something I'll definitely pick up uh, 100% oh, yeah. hands down. I mean, these, Mario these are four on my switch. I'm going to buy. These are some of the best Mario games you'll get to play. I never got to play Sunshine, but I know it's a great game. Um, It's reviewed very well. Uh, Obviously, Nintendo 64 is fantastic. And Super Mario Galaxy, I think, is a better game than Mario Odyssey. So, yeah, these are hands down. This is going to be a purchase I make. But hopefully, I I, I don't think because you got to pay. I think it's going to be like Forty dollars and or sixty, it may be sixty. Knowing Nintendo, I don't. They're not going to take it away from you. They're not going to make you because then obviously they they'd have to refund you. You would think, right? Okay, well that's good because I, I I had thought I misunderstood. I had thought that it, it's only the Mario thirty five that yeah, battle so royale what, game that's going to be limited. And have you seen that? That's actually pretty cool. So yeah, basically. You're playing through it's it's the original Super Mario Brothers for the NES and you're playing through the level and any enemies you kill will go to another random player game and put the enemies into their level. And basically it's the last person to finish beat the game or beat the level uh, continues to move on and and, it eliminates people and you have to start over from the beginning. I thought that was kind of a cool take on VR. I think so too. I, I and I think it's going to be pretty successful. I'll definitely play it. I'm going to be trash at it, but um, I'll, I'll definitely pick it up and try it. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Nintendo's doing cool things. I love the re-release of these Mario games. I've been waiting to play Mario 64 for a really long time on my uh, on my Switch. Uh, it is my favorite Mario game. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's going to be cool. I'll play through Sunshine and Galaxy too. I haven't played through those, and it, it'll be a nice way for me to unwind at the end of the day. I'll probably you know play 20, 30 minutes uh, on the couch before I go to bed or something like that. And uh, yeah, uh, good on Nintendo. Now I think they're going to release. I think they'll do the same thing with Zelda in a while, and it, it good good for them. I, I think this is a good move, a good PR move um, for the most part. It's a little confusing, um, but everything that comes out of Nintendo's side tends to be a little confusing sony as well microsoft is is a little more clear i think with things up front but both of those oh, companies because they're not doing anything <laughs> yeah but essentially <laughs> yes i'm just being a, i'm just being a dick uh so sony pony hi <laughs> yeah i'm such a sony pony i haven't turned my playstation on except to play tony hawk in about a month um so i'm excited for this for one thing and you kind of said it 
this obviously means I'm sure we're going to get Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for Switch eventually. Don't you think? I think so too. I they can't not do it for Mario. Oh, they can't do it for Mario and then not do it for Zelda. Yeah, I think it'll be an HD ver like the the version that was on the DS, just a little bit um, better uh, upresed and and running at a better frame rate. But yeah, I think I think that's incoming. Which that's I'm excited for that. Uh, granted, I will be playing this Mario collection, but a Zelda collection. Like if you give me a link to the past and uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and like Twilight Princess, yeah, I'm all for that. Great games, yeah, just hundred percent. I still still think Breath of the Wild's better. What's our last news topic, Kevin? Uh, we are going to be talking about this is cool news. Uh, the Witcher. This comes from Games Radar and Alex Avard over there. Uh, the Witcher Three, PS Five, and Xbox Series X versions announced. A next-gen port of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt was announced for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, developer Project CD Projekt Red confirmed the news in a press release, revealing that the next-gen edition of its award-winning fantasy RPG of 2015 will boast, quote, a range of visual and technical improvements, end quote, on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Of course, faster load times and ray tracing. The game is the complete edition of The Witcher 3, which means it comes with all of the DLC. Those who already own the copy of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt on PS4 or Xbox One will be able to upgrade for free. Mm-hmm. While PC owners will re- will receive a free update to the version of the game that will add the visual and technical enhancements included in the edition, the game is available to purchase separately as well. How cool is that? You know... CD Projekt Red continues to be the hero that we need in video games. If if EA is like the Darth Vader, the, the CD Projekt Red is like the Luke Skywalker. They're always doing things that are so so consumer friendly that are looked at as positive aspects uh, to the gaming community in general. I I can't say enough good things about this company. They are, in my opinion, the hands down pound for pound the best developer in the planet because of the things, the games that they make, the quality that stands out, the story, the effort that they put into their games. I, I, God, I can't wait to see what else they do next. They're just, they're just, they don't stop doing good things for people. And I'm excited about this for twofold. A, uh, I love the Witcher. Um, You know, it's my favorite game of all time Mm -hmm. and going and being able to play this again on uh, at a, at a greater quality on ps5 i have it on pc and i, I doubt the the up uh, the visual upgrade is going to be that much better it's it'll be kind of cool to see um uh, but i'm excited because i was originally gonna i had started a new com- campaign on playstation because i want the platinum trophy in this game but it runs going from pc to it doesn't run bad but it's locked at 30 and and to go from uh pc to ps4 it's it's a quite a bit of a downgrade and to play this on ps5 at a great frame rate and a higher fidelity i'm all for that and i'm gonna i'm gonna stop playing it on playstation and i'm gonna go or on ps4 and wait till it comes to ps5 and i'll get that platinum trophy mark my yeah i was thinking about (laughs) yeah i i I was thinking about jumping in um within the next couple weeks and playing some witcher but this news came out and i was like i'm just gonna wait i have the game i'm just i'm gonna wait i'm gonna upgrade i'm gonna get it on ps5 i'm gonna play through it when i'm done with cyberpunk i'm sure um and uh and and do it there because i i i want it at 60 fps i want it 4k i want it to be beautiful i want i want you know i want that full full experience 
Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, after and and I God, I can't wait for Cyberpunk either. The more I see about, I wasn't as hot on it. Um, you know, probably six months ago, I was like, oh, cool, you know, another RPG. I cannot wait. The game looks phenomenal. I can't wait. CD Projekt Red uh, is yeah, they're right. They're like the Luke Skywalker. They're doing the right thing. Uh, until Disney came in and fucked up the um, uh, sequel series, but we won't talk about those. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is really good news. It's really obviously, you know, uh, Skyrim continues to sell their shit on every platform, and it will come out on PS5. Mark my words. Has it already been announced? No, but I, I guarantee they will. Just, I, don't, I think they'll do it. I think it's going to be a meme at this point. Uh, I think Bethesda knows that, but this is, it's, I think because Witcher is doing that, I, I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of people draw comparisons between the two and which is not fair at all because Witcher three is highly better game than Skyrim. I'll say it. Yeah. Um, it just is. And, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do that, but uh, this is, this is great news. Yeah. Uh, really exciting. Hats off CD project red. Okay, so I think uh, we have two topics. Uh, we're going to talk about the new graphics cards uh, coming out from NVIDIA uh, and if people are going to kind of move over to PC gaming and will consoles become somewhat obsolete again already before they come out, right? But I want to start with sports games and I want to talk about Madden. Uh, I want to kind of start on a, on a micro level and talk about Madden, I want to move to a macro level and talk about sports games in general. Um, And I want to talk about how we fix them and how we get them away from this annualized annualized bullshit and Mm -hmm. actually get some innovation in these games. Okay. Improve the AI and do all these things. Now, I want to talk about Madden specifically. Now, Madden is so much of a reskin that they literally have Madden 20 stickers in the game. They have players that have the same faces that are not their real faces. I mean, it is atrocious how bad this game is, right? But how do we make it better? How how do we say, okay, EA, right? You've been giving us the same trash for 10 years, how can you make this better, right? And I think a good way to do it is to do it similarly to how Call of Duty does it. And you've got three separate studios that work on Madden. One's working on the gameplay for, you know, for Madden 21. One's working on 2023. One's working on 2022, whatever, right? And you've got these studios that you have working on them in two-year increments, And yes, of course, all of your players and different things are going to be updated, you know, at the last minute, but you can, you can work around things like that and innovate and work on a good, maybe a good story, work on how you can change the franchise mode, how you can work on the AI so that they're not stupid as hell, you know, and (laughs) work on that. That's one of my biggest pet peeves when I play Madden, right? Is like, I've got a guy running, calling for the ball, and I throw it to him, and all of a sudden, I've got a linebacker that makes a superhuman play on a ball. Jumps like 10 feet in the air 
you know, an interception. And I'm like, first of all, most linebackers don't have hands that good. And second of mm-hmm. all, like I didn't even see the guy. He came out of nowhere, you know, because the the way they work, the AI has been so bad. And the last the last one I bought, I I, I always buy, you know, I bought the one with Tom Brady and Gronk on it. And, uh, and, and I buy those just because they're kind of like collector pieces for me. I, I, I just, I want to have them because my favorite, what two of my favorite players are on the cover and I'm going to pick it up. But I, I, if that's not the case, I do not buy Madden games, uh, mm-hmm. because they have been reskinned for so long, but how do you fix it? Right. That we're, I'm coming back to this question. And when you look at it, I think if you split it up like call of duty and have a couple different studios working on it, that might be the best move either that or you change it to it's a biannual you know it's a biannual release so that you buy madden it's it's you know you're buying madden 21 and 22 right and you know you're just going to get a roster update for the next year but you know that you're getting a game that actually if they have an extra year to work on it maybe they can make it so that it's better and innovative and they change things and they actually do improvements and they can sit there and work on facial animations and that they don't have okay this was another thing that popped up the super super bowl celebration when you win the super bowl it has been the same camera angles and the same animations for four years in a row (laughs) four years in a row there's a video that plays them simultaneously it's the same exact thing they haven't changed it in four years that is unacceptable it's unacceptable I mean, I think you're right. I think they should allocate some resources to build a couple new or acquire new studios. Cause you know, obviously you don't want like respawn or somebody working on, uh, right. Madden. I mean, or may- maybe you do, I don't know. But the, the, the thing is, uh, yeah, they need to, could you imagine being a developer for EA Tiburon or whatever it is that has to sit there? Like they, do they ever get to go home? Because they're sitting there. Well, maybe they do because they're not putting that much effort into the fucking games that come out every year. But it's technically studio- it's technically an eight month development cycle because the yeah, game like, has to go gold and go live. They're working on this thing for not a lot of time. No wonder why they can't get anything out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of our complaints, the actual develop the actual developers of Madden, not people that own EA and EA Sports, they're they're probably just as pissed as we are. A developer doesn't, they're not sitting there just being, I don't think that the actual developers and programmers and software developers at, at EA are not, uh, they hear us, they they understand it, but what do they do when they're, they're, they're told to just kick this out and give it out and crank it out a year after year after year? And what do you expect to be done? Um, so what can they do to change it? What you said, uh, give, give those companies, uh, give that company some help. Uh, Build a new studio if you have to, and, and and or just here's a thought: don't release Madden every year, right? Madden twenty one comes out, you don't get Madden again until Madden twenty five, and at least it's a lot better game. But it, they'll continue if you, but in those years in between to help keep up with the NFL and its rosters, just do a roster update every year, and they could do that while developing another game. I think that that one of those two things is what they have to do. What can we do? As consumers, uh, stop buying it. I've, I've said that before. And also, uh, next year, guess what's coming back? NFL 2K. So, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm probably going to buy that one. Yeah, me too. And here's, and here's the thing, right? Why don't we make these sports games, and this is going to sound scary, 
Why don't we make them live service? Hear me out. Hear me out. You pay $60 for Madden NFL and you pay $60 for 2K NFL, right? NFL 2K. And every year you get roster updates and you get, uh, sorry, my lights just flickered in here. I'm just trying to make sure that everything is still good. We're still connected. Yeah, you're good. Um, you're good. <laughs> that we get, we get roster updates and you get improvements every year, right? And mm-hmm. since it's a live service, you're getting them and it might be smaller increments, but they have more time. They don't have to go gold. They don't have to do all these things. They can work year round on these games. And they're not pressured for turnaround and everything else. So that if it was live service, yeah, you you pay $60 for Madden NFL. And maybe you t- you pay $10 for the update and the roster, right? So every year mm-hmm. you're only spending 10 bucks on Madden. So you're not pissed if it's not the best upgrade or the best update. But you make it a live service. I think that would make these games better. I actually think it would make these games better. If you look at Destiny and you look at how weird Destiny 2 launched. And you look at Destiny 2 now. It's way better. And yes, this mm-hmm. game has loot and all these things, So, but the it's refined. The gameplay is refined. The missions are refined. Everything is better because they're able to listen to community feedback in real time. And it's not like they're going off and developing it in a vacuum in a bubble for eight months and then coming back. They're continually, continually improving this thing right now. They're listening to feedback on the latest patch, not the latest game. Not the latest $60 game, the latest patch, right? Where they're like, hey, you gave us a roster update and you said you improved the enemy AI. It's it's still not where it should be. When's the next patch? When are you going to be able to kind of improve it more, right? That, I think, would help save these sports games because it, it, they're they're robbing people. They're robbing people at 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. And it's robbing it's un- online for years. It's just unacceptable. But if, if EA came out, right, and they said, hey, we're launching all of our sports games as live services, people would go, oh, but I think in the long run, it would actually help if as long as they didn't pack it with egregious microtransactions. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Um, I, one of the things I'd like to see them do is uh, reinvent the wheel a little bit. Stop. Let's 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 add some different types of modes and different types of gameplay experiences, like a, a real story mode. Where and I know they tried to do that like a couple years ago, but like maybe like kind of like RPG element types, you know, like leveling up st- attributes and things like that, and and uh, having to go through some of the things that. NFL players actually have to go through like a real storyline uh, with your character. I think that would be very cool having to manage your uh, trying to see how you would uh, put in uh, comparing contracts and signing with other teams and things like that. I think that would be very cool. Uh, one thing I've been wanting to do is a massive multi, almost like an MMO type game mode to where, you know, you log in to play an online match for a team and you are just one player, whether you're uh, now, obviously you don't, nobody's going to sit there and want to just be the center the entire <laughs> game. Right. But maybe, <laughs> maybe like one, one person's the quarterback, one person's a receiver, another receiver, the tight ends, the running backs, the linebackers, the defensive backs, like actually have a game where it's like, you're playing a pickup game with friends where you're one person is one person. Like, I think that would be so fucking cool. Yeah. That would be really fun there. But there, that's the thing is that like, we don't even play Madden every year, right? So we don't have our finger on the pulse. We don't know exactly what it's like this year, but 
I can tell you it's probably the same as when I played it last three years ago. I can almost mm-hmm. guarantee I'll pick it up and it looks and feels exactly the same. And that sucks. I got a for my uh, I have you know Origin account on PC, and so I got Matt, last year's Madden earlier this year was free um, with that account. So I played it. I played last year's Madden, um, and it just felt like Madden. Um, there was nothing better, nothing worse. It was all the same, and that's what I'm saying. Like for someone who has not touched the game in many, many years. And then I play it and it's the exact same game. It, it, you're not doing anything for me. You know what I mean? You're not. Now I know there's the hardcore Madden players that that's all that they play year in and year out. There are people that the only reason they own a PlayStation four and an Xbox one X is to play Madden. Um, and that's that trend will continue. And that's, I think that's our problem is the majority of Madden players are, playing Madden and that's all they play. They may like play COD or so just, just, just the mainstream stuff, right? Like Fortnite and things like that dabble with those, but they they mainly buy that console to play Madden. And when you have people that that's all that they're going to buy, um, a, as a developer, you know, you have a dedicated audience. that's going to be there for you. Number one. So you should be doing things to improve their experience, but B as a consumer, and that's all you buy, uh, you shouldn't, you should get mad. You should. And I think people are starting to, but I mean, it's, this has been going on since the PlayStation two days. I, just stop buying the same game every year. Let, let them know that you're not happy with it. And the best way to do anything like that remotely possible is to vote with your wallet. And I think that's consumers just have to kind of get over it and, and, force the company to make changes because if they want to continue to make money and stop for the love of God, stop buying this game just to spend money on ultimate team. Cause that's what a lot of people are doing. They're, they're, they're buying these Madden packs and doing these things. And, and it, it's just, that's, that's why this game is like that. Because if that's all people want to do, why would they put in the game modes that I just talked about and the updates that you've talked about? Why would they do that if people are going to continue to just spend money on these microtransactions that are fueling this monopoly that you've so eloquently stated uh, that EA is producing? So if they're going to, people are going to continue to do that, EA has no reason to change anything. Why would they spend the money on a different studio? Why would they allocate uh, more money and time and resources to years of development cycles to improve the game when nobody cares about that if they're just going to keep buying these microtransactions. Yeah, I completely agree. That's the thing that is tough is there's no competition. They've got they've got the they they're it. You want to play football on your TV? Guess what? You're buying Madden. Until 2K and, comes and, out and then hopefully right. that will change help change it. Hopefully. It has to be good. But what if 2K, 2K is in the same boat, right? They they you know 2K could be just as shitty and is the same game every single year. We don't know right. yet. We don't know how that's going to go. I mean, we, we, we look at, we look at 2K, NBA 2K, right? And that being this, you know, they have basically the monopoly on that because NBA live has been shit for so many years and they are innovating and changing things. But the thing is, is that 2K isn't broken like Madden is like Mm -hmm. people will still buy 2K because yeah, maybe it's, it's not, you know, it's not that much better than the year before. But at least it's good. Like, and I feel like more people buy 2K than Madden. And I and I feel like more people buy 2K than Madden because it's a better game, period. 
And I loved uh, back when it it was NFL 2K and Madden. I was a 2K player. I loved NFL 2K. I thought it was more arcadey. And that's kind of what I wanted. I didn't want this super real life sim. I wanted to just go in and that's why we play video games, right? We do it to escape the realities of life and right. to go in and just enjoy our time. And with a game like it was kind of like the Tony Hawk thing, right? You go in, you play, you skate, you have fun. 2K was like Tony Hawk to me. I went in, I played, I had fun and I bounced out. Like I even had fun playing the computer in 2K and right. Madden is just, you go and play the two computer at 2K and Madden, it's just terrible. There's no competition there at all. It's it's not right. fun. Um, you know, 2K was like a kind of an in-between Madden and Blitz. Uh, it was it was arcadey, but simulation. And that I that's why I always preferred 2K. Yeah, I, I mean, the football game I played was NFL Street. I was playing NFL Street into my college years. And that was an EA game. It's like, it's like they know like, well, they could fucking implement that in Madden and it'd be better, infinitely better, you know, put, put a street mode into Madden. Like they do, they, they did that with, uh, you know, NBA 2K does that. Mm -hmm. So why not? And, and street was developed by EA. So like, God, it's not that that hard. That game is phenomenal. Like if you go back and play, uh, NFL street, it's, it's not buggy. It's not glitchy. It runs really well. It's hilariously fun. And it, it's just, uh, it's it's so good, and I, I think NFL Street One is better than Two. I think Street Two they added too much uh, bullshit in there. But I, wanna, I mean, I you I wanted to make NFL sure I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong that that was developed by EA. I thought it was. Yes, no, it, it is. It's it's it, it, it is. is. Oh yeah, and and yeah. so was NBA Street, and those were mm-hmm. really fun games. Yeah, and it's just kind of sucked. I don't it. want. I mean, I want an NFL sim, sure, but. More than an NFL sim, I want a fun experience. I want to go and I want to play as Patrick Mahomes and I want to fucking bomb it. I want to throw mm-hmm. it 60 yards while sprinting and have, you know, Kareem Hunt catch it. Like, I, I just want crazy shit like that to happen. And I, mm-hmm. and I want it to feel fun. I don't want to be like, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes' stats. Not, it's like, and, and have, just, I want it to work. I want it to yeah. work and I want it to be fun. We play video games to be fun. We want that arcadey feel, even though that, yeah, we like our games like Grand Theft Auto and things like that. And then these RPGs and all these, but they're still at the end of the day, you're playing it for the entertainment value. And, and Madden just feels like almost like a chore. Like it doesn't feel fun to play against people online. And I'm, I might be in the majority or the minority of saying that maybe the people that are, if you're listening and you're a Madden fan, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, you know, write in, tell us what you think you would want to see in changes or is Madden fine to you. There are people that probably think that too. I don't know. Um, it just something has to give. You can't just it, it, to it, to charge fifty nine ninety nine, and it's going to seventy dollars here with the Xbox One or Xbox yeah. Series X and PS Five to charge seventy dollars for a game that is literally a copy and paste product is just absurd. And people have to start, you know, having accountability for their purchases. Um, Video games are expensive. Uh, they're not, I mean, they're cheaper than they've ever been, but they are still an expensive purchase. You can't sit there. Um, the average person can't sit there and buy, you know, 20 games a year. So it, it, it's, it's, it's disrespectful to their player base and it's, it's disrespectful to their, the sense of monet, monetary value and what, what you're paying for. It's, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is like a topic that just kind of irritates me because I'm just so fed up with EA because they, they just, 
in general, that company is just full of greed and they, the things that are good that are produced, they just kill, right? Because like, look at uh, what they did with visceral and, um, uh, the Amy Hennig project. Yeah. That and the dead space, dead space was fantastic. And they just got rid of that. They killed that. Uh, Titanfall two is so underrated, was so great, but, all they care about is money. So they're not allowed to work on Titanfall three. They have to make apex and all these other things that come with that. And it just sucks because they're, they just seem to kill EA kills fun and Madden at a time was phenomenal. I think one of my favorite Madden experiences when was the, was when Michael Vick was on the cover. I think that was like Oh four or something like that. And and it introduced the QB vision and things like that. That was a really fun vision. That was just a really fun time to to play Madden, and they have ever since I want to say the dawning of the PS3. It, that's when I think Madden really started to go downhill. If you play old Maddens, they're they're really fun and actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's Down it's only 64. the last six or seven years that it's been that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just kind of a sad reality that uh, they kind of took heed to what people were doing. They're they're what are they doing? What is my player base doing? They're spending microtransactions on Ultimate Team. And uh, that we saw it happen with FIFA, so you knew it was going to come to men. Um, yep. The only problem is FIFA is developed overseas by another company, and they actually do produce a decent game year in and year out, usually. Yeah. Usually. It is, it is starting to become kind of copy and paste, but FIFA is demanded worldwide. Madden is normally played in the U.S. And so because of obviously football and soccer are right. uh, two different sports that uh, soccer slash what I call football is the main sport in the entire planet. And so obviously it's going to get the tender loving care it deserves. But uh, Madden just, I don't know. What, what do you, what else do you think? I just, I'm just disappointed because I want nothing more than to boot up my PlayStation and play some Madden and, and like play some good football. That's what I want. Like I, I, I love playing sports games. NHL is my favorite sports franchise. I actually think NHL is, is the most fun sports game. I think NHL and FIFA are probably the two most fun in my opinion. They work the best. Um, and uh, God, I've played so many hours of NHL. And yes, they are making incremental improvements as well. And it's not the same, but guess what? The game's not fucking broken. Like Madden is it works Mm -hmm. and it works well and it's worked well for years. And yes, I have picked up a couple of the new NHL games and the innovation isn't there, right? They're not making those massive strides. They're not, Mm -hmm. you know, really changing the game, but the core game is good. So it doesn't matter as much. Right. And, and, and shell is already more of a niche thing than, than Madden is. And, uh, you know, I've had just great memories playing NHL. We would get together in college in the in the fucking dorm room, and we'd have tournaments, like eight people tournaments, you know, where we would just just debrate each other and play NHL, and it was so much fun. Um, some of my favorite gaming memories are playing NHL in the in the common in the, in the little common room with my friends, and uh, you know, I I. I want all of them to get better and I want all of them to be back to what their, their former glory and, and the games used to be really good because they, they, they paid attention and they cared and, and recently they don't and it shows. And now I think this is the final straw. And I think next year uh, people are going to buy 2k 
and and they're not gonna buy Madden, and they're going to EA is going to shit their pants. They're going to shit their pants. And the only hope they have is that everybody wants to still do the stupid ultimate team stuff. And they've already invested so much money there that it's not going to matter. They're going to buy Madden, even if it's the worst game, because, hey, I've spent $400 on my ultimate team and I want it to carry over. Ugh, that just makes me disgusted. <laughs> right? Doesn't it? It's just egregious. It's it's terrible. And I, I don't want to harp on it for, for too long. We've spent kind of like 20, 25 minutes here talking about talking about sports games and I'm a big sports fan. I've always been a big sports fan. Um, I, I love playing sports. I love following sports and it sucks that I can't look forward every year to buying Madden because Mm -hmm. it sucks that, that, Mm -hmm. that is the, that's the worst part is I used to play a lot of hours of this game. And in the last six years, they haven't given me a reason to, because I, I log on and I'm like, this doesn't work white. Why, why are linebackers superhuman? Why, you know, why can't my, why can't Randy Moss catch a goddamn pass? You know, like I, it's it, the, the drop ball. Some of this stuff just drives me crazy. I'm like, that's a wide open pass. Like you're telling me just because you're running algorithms in the back that one of the best wide receivers in the league isn't going to catch an easy completion or is going to mm-hmm. step out of bounds. Strangely. I'm like, these are things that should be fixed. Like that player should, that AI should be good enough to know I'm near the sideline. I should drag my toe when there's no one around him. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's stuff like that that I can't I can't play it anymore because it's not it's supposed to be a sim and it's not a sim because it doesn't even work like the real you know game would. But like even it should it, work, yeah. It just it just that stuff drives me nuts. And I like I really do actually do enjoy watching the esports side and watching the people who are like really really good at Madden play. I do enjoy that, but even still, they're the strategies and everything I feel like that players have had to use over the past couple of years have had to get pared down because of AI issues, because of, you know, different, different things here or there. It, it just, mm-hmm. it, it sucks. I, I'm right there with you, man. It's a, uh, it's a trying, it's a trying time to be a fan of a sports games. And uh, I'm excited, hopefully NCAA football, now that they've, settled all that type of stuff and the, the legal debates and everything they can start making that again and hopefully maybe that will push them maybe that's been the the problem uh they've they haven't been pushed uh and when they they maybe when they have to develop two different games uh that are fundamentally different hopefully they'll uh maybe they maybe that'll help i don't i just don't know yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm more likely. I'm not. I'm not the biggest college football fan, but if they came out with an NCAA football game, I'd be more apt to buy that than Madden in the next couple of years. Yeah, because it would be something different, right? <laughs> yeah, it'd be different. I mean, college football is is very, very different from the NFL. It's played differently, different plays, everything. You know, um, so I would much rather have that than than the NFL crap they've been putting out the last however many years. For sure, for sure. If you have any ideas on how to fix our problem in sports game, please feel free to write in to remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. Kevin, what is yes. our final main topic? Okay. So this is what I wrote out, and I have kind of two prompt questions, and I, and I think we should address them separately, right? With the NVIDIA 3000 series being so affordable for the power, do you think 
people are going to move to PC gaming. And I know that this is a topic that's talked about every year when the new cards come out, right? And it and the reason I want to talk about it now is because we're on the precipice of a new console generation. And when you're looking at bang for your buck and you're looking at Okay, I'm going to invest and we still don't know the fucking price of this thing. I'm assuming it's going to be it's going to be let's say 500 bucks for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Let's just say that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm spending $500 on this machine that's going to essentially last me the next 5 or 6 years, right? And that's the investment I'm making. And it's going to be 4K. It's going to run most games probably 4K 60 right in around there, right? It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fast. It's going to be beefy. It's going to have that SSD. It's going to be really fast. But if I spend, let's say, let's say I add another 800, 900 or a thousand bucks on, right? And I can get this new graphics card and I can get a nice processor on my PC and I can future proof that bitch for like 12 years, right? If I save up a little bit more money, it's a little bit more time and effort, right? If you're building it yourself or you're getting it for someone to build it for you or something like that. Isn't that the smarter play at this point? Yes. Um, so I'm going to get a PS5. I'm also in the process of building a new PC. Um, I'm going to get the 3070 uh, because I don't really give a flying fuck about 8K. To me, that doesn't really exist yet. Um, no. I, I'm going to get, I may not even get a 4K monitor. I'm probably my next purchase because uh, I have a 1080p 144 hertz monitor on my PC, but mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go to like maybe a 30. 32 inch uh 1440p 144 hertz or maybe okay. maybe maybe two 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 twenty or 240 but uh, but yeah it is the smarter investment because and you said 10 to 12 i don't know if it can last 12 years but maybe maybe eight to ten um because they're going to constantly upgrade graphics cards and, and things like that the problem with uh building PCs, um, things can go wrong. And at that point you are basically your, uh, you are being your own it at that point, you have to troubleshoot and figure out when, when, a, when, a, if a PC, if my PC were to shut off today, like if it just died, um, I'd have to start with the power supply and see if that's the issue. If that's not the issue. Okay. Is it the, is it the processor? No, it's not the processor. Okay, is it the motherboard? No, it's not the motherboard. Is it the graphics card? And you have to test every individual thing. Um, now, granted, if it just fails and you don't want to do that, you can spend an outrageous amount of money to, to go take it and get it tested elsewhere. Um, but when parts fail, and that does happen, especially building PCs, um, you do run into that issue. And, and with a console, you don't. Um, I've had... My launch PS4, my stepson plays on it. Um, I have a PS4 Pro. They work just fine. Uh, my PS3, PS2, they still beat up. They're beat up, <laughs> boot up. And uh, it's so you kind of are, it's, it's, it depends on what you want to do. Um, I do think this, may, it may not be the last PS5, but I think we're, we're nearing the last console generation. I think we're going to get to where, uh, consoles are more modular like PCs, the PCs p- consoles have been becoming basically PCs for the last 
two generations, like a PS3 and a PS4 are, are practically a, a tower uh, for the most part. And then def- definitely with the P that that's what I said when we did our live stream of the PS5 reveal, a PS5 is a tower. Like that's a tower, the Xbox series yes. X that's, they, they look exactly like Alienware PCs. And so, you know, I, I, I think they're just kind of a, we're in that state to where, yeah, the, the PS5 and Xbox Series X are going to be beefy, but we're, it's always, PCs are always going to have the power and the, and the fidelity that, that lacks in console. And there's a reason for that because people, it, it's, it's, people are not going to spend $1,500 on a PlayStation 5, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, and, pe- and that's, yeah, that's the tricky part is that, you know, I, so I'm, I'm prompting this question. Also, because, you know, I want to talk it through for myself, right? I'm, I'm at the point now <laughs> where I'm going to buy a PlayStation 5 and I have, I have a 2012 uh, mid MacBook Pro Retina with good specs. Um, let me, I'm on it right now. Let me pull them up just so I don't screw it up. It's got a 2.3 gigahertz int- Intel iCore 7. It's got eight, eight gig of memory. Um, you know, it's got the, for the graphics card, it's got an NVIDIA GeForce GT, you know, 650M. And obviously I'm not doing any gaming on this thing. Right. But it's beefy enough for me to hook up and stream from it. Okay. But it's nearing the end of its life. So I'm going to have to upgrade here, um, to, uh, PC. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move over to PC, I think, uh, and just get an iPad, uh, you know, but Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, you know, I need this PC to be able to game and stream, uh, but I also kind of need it to do all the other bullshit things I need to do, right? If I'm working on it or whatever, um, and I'm gonna get this PS5. I'm like, I it's it's figuring out how to build it, how to make sure it doesn't fail, doesn't suck, you know, right? Because you build your own PC and most people who are buying these graphics cards are, are going to be building probably their PC from the ground up. Um, and there is, like you said, a massive risk factor with all of that, right? Oh, yeah. And and that's something that I'm looking at and I'm going, well, if I invest 2000 bucks in a PC or however much, right? That's that's a massive risk that I'm taking on if the thing shits the bed one day, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why people might go with a pre-built or might go with you know an iMac or something like that because hey, for ten years if if it if it goes, it, you can get it replaced. My friend bought a Mac Mini, a souped-up Mac Mini. I mean, the thing was blazing fast, mm-hmm. and he had he's had to send it back to Apple twice mm. because of issues he's had with it. And I'm sure it's not that's not common with everybody. Right. But it, he was able to do that. And if he had built the PC for the same amount of money, I mean, the thing would be a fucking supercomputer, first of all, cause he spent a good chunk of change on it. But second of all, you know, he'd be shit out of luck. He'd be bringing it in for another thousand dollar, probably someone to take a look at it, troubleshoot it, fix it, put it back together, send it back. I mean, he didn't pay anything at Apple, but that's the thing is that, you know, with, you have that insurance, you know, when you buy, a PS5 and it, it let's say the thing bricks, right? And it, and it, and it yeah. whatever, and you're under warranty, you send it back to Sony, they send you a new one. Mm-hmm. That's the or security you have with consoles and, or the warranty that you purchased it from the store from, you know, right. Yeah, it's, it, 
it's a, there is a security factor that goes into consoles. And, and I think, I think we're starting to see it in the tea leaves. I, I've said it before. Um, you know, we saw it with uh, death stranding and horizon, both coming to PC. If we get to a point to where all Sony's great, cause that's the only re- reason I buy PlayStation, right. Same. Is for their exclusives. If I, if they didn't have that, if they weren't exclusive, yeah, I'm, I have a PC. Why would I play anything else than my PC? My PC runs every single game that's on console at the same time, but 10 times better. And so, yes, you are getting, you do have to put in a little bit more money. You do have to put in a little bit more effort, but the proof is in the pudding. You're getting what you pay for. And it is the best way. And I hate to, I'm, I've always loved PlayStation. I've always played consoles. I've always loved Nintendo, but you are the, it is without a doubt. I mean, it's PC is the best way to play video games. And it's, I think if we get to a point where, you know, all Sony exclusives are going to PC. I'm not going to, why would I buy the next thing? Right. And yeah, I agree. You may have, you may have to wait a year. I think we are heading to that. I just, I'm, 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 I'm greedy and I, I want to play demon souls like right now. So <laughs> I'm going to get a PS five. Right. Uh, but eventually yeah. I think that game will come to PC and, and, uh, but yeah, for people that aren't like me to where they have to have, they don't have to play it right away. Uh, some of these games that are console exclusive, because that's the thing. I think once I think that we are heading towards where all these exclusives will be on PC. It's just going to be a matter of when. Right. And if you don't mind waiting, yeah, build a PC, play on PC. Um don't they like I don't have a reason to own an Xbox because literally every exclusive that comes to piece uh, uh, Xbox one is going to be on PC. They're all there. And right. um, so I'm not going to buy an Xbox for that reason. Now, if it wasn't the case, if they were in a Sony situation to where, you know, see a thieves, I loved playing that game when it was really popular. Um, uh, Halo, if these game gears of war, I'm a huge gears fan. I think gears is a better series than Halo. Um, I love the gears series. And so if, if that was all really, truly Xbox exclusive, I'd probably own an Xbox as well. And I used to, but I don't have to have that reason anymore. And so I think if it does come down to it, man, God, could you imagine one day Nintendo exclusives are on PC? That'll never happen, but no, but that'd uh, be huge. Yeah, so I think you're right in saying that is the better deal. Building a $1,500 PC in the long run is going to last the entire generation. Like, oh, that's it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a 3070 and I'm going to get a new processor. I was going to go to AMD, but I really want like that NVIDIA stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, it is more expensive to, to build NVIDIA than AMD, but uh, the quality, you get what you pay for. I know there are people that probably listen that they may think that AMD lasts longer, but it just doesn't. I, I've heard from so many people that they build on AMD because it is cheaper, but they 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 know that NVIDIA and uh, Intel just happens to last longer. So uh, that's 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 where where I'm headed, and it yeah, I mean, I love playing on PC. Yeah, I it's it's tough because. You know, I've always been a console gamer, and the whole PC space is is a little like um, it feels a little intimidating moving on to something mm-hmm. like that. But it's 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 kind of where I've got to go, and especially if I want you know the streaming to take off or something like that, uh, I just I kind of need a PC 
at this point to fulfill those things, not only because I, I need to be able to game on on the PC, but uh, it's tough for not everything's compatible with Macs. And as much as I love Apple and I, and I love their, um, their UI, I think the, the systems I think run really well. I mean, the fact that my 2012 MacBook pro can stream without dropping frames is pretty incredible. Um, to, it, it speaks to the way Apple moves and, and configures their products to get the most power out of them possible Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's just kind of time for me to step in a different direction and maybe just get an ipad you know if i I I, I, editing or whatever uh you know do it on the ipad or whatever and yeah it's it's hard i mean i i i probably will end up buying an xbox um if I don't have the PC, but I, I, I think I'm not going to have much of a choice. I think my hand is going to be forced here pretty soon and I'm going to end up having to get uh, or build a PC, a pretty beefy one. Cause if I'm going to make the investment, I'm going to make the investment. And that's another thing too, right? Is if you're going in to buy a Mac, you know, this Mac was super expensive when I got it. I got it as a, as a graduation present, right? From, from, from high school. And for the same amount of money that we spent on this, I could get a souped up, PC. Oh, you know. yeah. Hands down. Um, I think, and you mentioned intimidation being a factor. So I've never really played mouse and keyboard really ever until I built this PC. And uh, I was really scared. To, I was terrible at uh, first person shooters until I've learned how to adjust my DPI and the in-game sensitivity to my liking um, and I've become quite good at it and it, it does take time. It, it took me maybe, uh, maybe three to six months to feel comfortable. And then it took about a year total from start to finish to, to get to quote unquote, get good. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter because it, it's, I mean, I'm here now and, and I, I, I would, I, I hate playing, FPS is on console now. Like it's ruined me for FPSs. Now third person games, I will always like playing with a controller. I just always feel like third person I have that ability to move. Like could you imagine trying to play Fall Guys on a mouse and keyboard? Even the top streamers <laughs> no. play play Fall Guys with a controller on their PC. So it's there there's different strokes for different folks, but yeah, I I I I can't imagine playing another FPS like I I play COD with a controller just because I've played COD. COD feels the same through every Call of Duty, and I just feel more comfortable with it. I feel like I'm better killing people in Call of Duty with a controller, but every other FPS, I have to play with mouse and keyboard. Yeah, well, Call of Duty, they're having a lot of issues. Well, not issues, but there's the community split right now because Aim Assist is so... I mean, when you're playing on PC at you know 200 FPS and you've got Aim Assist on your controller... Um, you know, you're at a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because and, of that frame rate, you know, and the reaction time. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, is I, I haven't played a game above 60 FPS my entire life because I've been on consoles. Mm-hmm. And, and once you do, once you have that fidelity and that smoothness, it is night and day, man. Like even 60 FPS to a game that I get like 200 something frames in is is just incredible. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's another thing too, is I like to be competitive and, and really, you know, win games and, and be good and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, being locked at 60 FPS when I know if I'm dropping into Warzone and I've got, you know, Timmy and Tommy over here, they're, they're running it at, at least 120 frames per second, you know, and I'm going to lose that gunfight most likely because I can't fucking see as well as they can. You know, well, and and then the you're you're very limited to uh, even like with like something like control freaks that I use on my controller, um, you're you're very limited to that X and Y axis, right? As far as movement goes with a stick, uh, but a mouse, you have so much flick and precision. Like the other day, I was playing Siege, and I made a shot a headshot that I would in a million years couldn't make on console. It just would just yeah. not be possible. A because aim assist, uh, flicks more center mass instead of flicking yes. to the head. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it would ruin you that way, but also just the ability like the, I was playing siege and I was peeking this corner and I just, I, I peeked quick tap, hit the student in the head. And I was very, I was kind of like, Whoa, that was a hell of a shot. And the dude died instantly and we won the round. And it, that, that experience right there alone is something you cannot get on console. Oh yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And a game like siege Two benefits greatly from mouse and keyboard as does any game as does any. Well, game. And, and, they're like games that are would be physically impossible to play on console like CSGO and Valorant that you you can't it's not going to have aim assist. So it would be just damn near impossible to play the game with a controller because it it's just too hard. You know, you're there's recoil patterns you have to learn. You, you wouldn't be able to flick to the head as good um, and get those one shot yeah. kills. That's that's why those games are not on console. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's just impossible. You know, you can't. Yeah, you have Nobody to would have fun. change the game. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, yeah, I, I I love. Don't get me wrong. I love console. You can't. Nothing beats just playing on a TV. And that's another thing too. Like I play on a monitor for the most part. But when the PS5 comes, like I've told you, I'm getting a P, uh, a 4K TV because I want to see that fidelity, right? And yeah. granted, I can get that fidelity with a 3070, um, and I probably will connect my PC to the TV every now and then um, to play certain games, like you know, Cyberpunk. I'm probably going right. to buy on PC, but I'll probably connect it to my 4K TV. Um, right. And play that with a controller because it's a single player game. Uh, I'm not trying to be competitive with it, but the to I want that fidelity, and I want to sit on a couch and and play, you know, uh, Demon Souls like right there and just see that on my television. It, there are different aspects of it that that fundamentally change. Uh, sitting very close in front in a chair, to, even with a 4K monitor, is different experience than sitting on a couch and playing on a 65 inch TV. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I look. I I don't play a lot of. I don't game a lot right now on my TV. But I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima solely on my TV. Um, because I, I don't really want to play it on my monitor because it's fucking gorgeous, you mm-hmm. know. And and yeah, my monitor loses quality. And games like The Witcher, I rather would play on my, te- my the te- even the television I have now. I'd rather play The Witcher on my TV than on my monitor. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I bought I literally bought this TV because it had a low input lag. So even if I was playing competitively, it's got a twenty three millisecond um, input lag, which is for a television is really good. Um, mm-hmm. So you know I don't feel like I'm losing a huge competitive edge if I play on my TV. But most of the time, I just enjoy if I'm being serious about it, I'm going to sit down and, and play in front of my monitor. But if I'm playing a The Last of Us Part Two, I played most of that on the TV. 
um, because not only it was so beautiful, it's that, you know, Casey and, and my roommate right now, Ressa, they loved watching me play. So, you know, they were like, Hey, are you going to play a little bit more of the last of us? I'm like, yeah, I'll put it up, you know? And, and, and I played it, they'd watch. And that experience too is, is, is something, is something different. It's just, yeah. Cause my wife, she loved, a, she no, loved watching the last, sorry. She loved watching the last of us, me play it. She's not going to get a chair and come sit next to my desk. You know what I mean? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. And I, but I like having the desk too, because if I, if, if, uh, Casey's watching something on television, you know, doing whatever I can, boom, I just pop over to my desk and I've got my own little world, you know? Yep. And that's, uh, that's what we do in my bedroom. My wife will watch TV in here and, and I get to sit right here and I still can talk to her and she watches her show and I, I get to play whatever the fuck I want. And so exactly. It, there are benefits to playing on a monitor, playing on a PC, and and there are benefits to playing on a console. Still, I think I think people need to play where they feel comfortable. A yes, um, it is it is very scary to take that leap, especially if if you just really have maybe you're not don't have the biggest interest in playing on a mouse and keyboard. I wouldn't suggest doing it. I wouldn't make that transition. Um, just buy a PS5 and an Xbox One, uh, Series X, and you and you're good to go. You'll you you get access to every game that's coming out. And that's the thing. These new consoles. When I say yes, it is better to play on PC. These new consoles are going to be really really good. And to the average video game player, it's going to be good enough that they don't need to spend that money on a PC. Like you could get, you could get an Xbox series X and a PS five I'm assuming. And it's still going to cost less than what I'm going to build my new PC for. Yeah. You're, you're hundred percent correct on that. I mean, the value for consoles has never been higher because of the fact that you're getting a ton of speed in these fucking things, you know, yeah, it's like you're getting a ton. And if you're going to be able to run things at 120 Hertz or 144 Hertz on the PlayStation five, which they, they said, basically you can, um, that's a huge advantage too. And you know, your mm-hmm. TV is not going to be able to push that. You're going to have to spend a lot of money to get that refresh rate on your television. But if you've got a nice monitor, I mean, that's it's that's where it gets tough, too, because once you start upgrading all of these things, you get a really nice, beefy computer. You know, guess what? You're going to have to have a nice monitor, too, or it's not going to be exactly worth exactly like who cares what graphics card you have. I could put a 3090 in my my PC that I have today, like it's doable. But the monitor I have, that's a waste of money. You know what I mean? So right. most people. Like I, I am going to have to upgrade my monitor when I upgrade my PC. And so that's going to take time. And it's, that's why that's another reason I want the PS5 is because I'm going to get a PS5 and a 4K TV at the same time. And, and yeah. I'm good to go. And so I think, you know, if you're an enthusiast, if you're listening and you're an enthusiast and you, and you don't really know which way to go, uh, if you are willing to spend that money and upgrade, go go PC. Um, because those exclusives will come eventually, I, I think, one day. Um, but if if... I'm telling you, man, like to the average gamer, like I, the PS five and the Xbox series X are going to be incredible machines. And I think they're going to, uh, we're going to see the likes of video games on a television set that we used to only dream of. Like when you used to play like, like right now with Tony Hawk's pro skater, when I played Tony Hawk two back in the day, I am, I felt like how this is how it should look back then. Right. The way it looks in the remake. So I think, uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, you're just fine not building a PC if you don't want to spend that money. Like I said, an Xbox Series X and a PlayStation 5 is probably to buying both at the same time. You're probably going to spend $1,100, $1,200. With a PC with the, the best processor you can put in it that money can buy, 
the best SSD the money can buy, the best motherboard, the best power supply, the best liquid cooling, and a 3080, you're going to be spending upwards of two grand. Oh, easy. Yeah. So I, I plan on spending about $1,500 to build my next PC. I already have the case. Um, I'm going to get um, a, a pretty higher tier processor, not like the Max, not like an i9-9900K or whatever is fixing to come out. Um, I'm not going to put that in there because that that's for like, and you also have to, when you build a PC, you need to really get somebody that's very knowledgeable to help you or go to PC part picker because you don't want to put an i9-900K in a PC that you're just building for gaming because you don't need that. That is for like photo and video editing, which takes up a lot of RAM and hard drive yes. space and, 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 and computing power. So you, you need to be, if you, if you're listening to this and you're on the fence of building a PC graphics card is the one thing you should be like, that's where your money needs to go is the graphics card now. And then after you figure out the graphics card you want, Go to the processor and figure out what is going to help that graphics card run its best, but is not something overpriced because processors are extremely expensive. Uh, that's that's what you're spending the most of your money on. Graphics cards are expensive. Like the the GTX 3080 is going to be 700. Well, the best processor, like I think the i9-900K, let me see how much that is. I think it's like $1,200. Probably. That makes, that makes sense. I mean... That's and that's the thing too. Is you got to figure out what you're using your PC for. Are you gaming and streaming at the same time off of one oh, PC? Or it's actually went it's actually went down in price. It's okay. uh, i9 900K is four forty, which that's not, for, that's not bad at all. But those are just two pieces of the part, right? So a yeah. graphics card seven hundred dollars. That processor is four thirty nine. That's 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 the price of an Xbox Series X and a PS five right there. And you still have to buy RAM, a uh, hard drive probably an SSD and motherboard. Uh, a motherboard, a power supply, a cooling unit, a case, and then obviously mount monitor mouse keyboard. If you don't own anything PC related, you have right. to buy all those other things I just said. And that's, it's a, t- it's a ton of money. So I think maybe we were wrong at the beginning when we did start talking about this, that maybe the better value is in the console because of the power that's going to be in them. And that's why I've tried to tell this to my stepson who wants to play. He sees me playing PC and he's, he watches these streamers on YouTube playing PC. Yeah. And I'm like, play the console first because it's going to be just good. And like, I'm going to buy him a series X and, and we're going to get him a better TV and he, it's going to be good enough for him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the thing too. I mean, I always grew up playing consoles and and I'm pretty happy with with the PS4 Pro and the way it runs and and with my TV and everything and you know maybe when I start making some real some real deep cash I can I can make a really nice investment. I, I'm going to end up getting a a PC and it might be a little bit modular in the sense that I can play games on it, but it it might honestly I might try to get it so that I can stream easier uh, from mm-hmm. a PlayStation Five and get a 4K monitor, and 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 run that for a little bit until I can upgrade the PC with some better stuff over time. Because uh, mm-hmm. the big thing is, I really would love to get a super high quality stream going. Like I would love 1080, 60. You know, get a nice desk, get everything loaded up. I've got you know, ev- you know, the stream is solid, good internet. And, and go from there, you know, so I can, if I want to, I can stream Warzone, but I'm not going to be streaming, you know, 
the Witcher at 8K, 60 frames per second. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, yeah. I, I, that's kind of what I need. I need a, I need a good mid to high range PC that I can stream off of comfortably, especially if I'm uh, streaming from my console. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at. With, with that being said, please, when you build your PC, get get one of the 30 series because the RTX 30 series because uh, you're like, well, that's the new thing. I if I and you people listening might be in the same boat where they haven't built a PC yet. I'm telling you the 2080 Ti is like $800 still $700. And the RTX 3080 is going to be significantly cheaper. Now I will say this, people are going to buy these things in bulk and sell them on third party websites out the ass. And so if you, if you're planning on getting one of these, I would try your best to get them at launch. I'm going to probably purchase a uh, RTX 3070 and I'm not going to build my PC probably to like sometime next summer, but it's best to purchase this now while it's at that price from Nvidia's actual website. Um, because once you try to start getting it from Amazon, that's when you see these high prices. Like I guarantee you this time next year on Amazon, a 3070 is going to be $1,100. So don't, shit. don't buy if you if you're going to build a PC, buy it from Nvidia, like or or like EVGA or one of their actual websites from the site itself. Uh, when these and try to get it as quick as you can to launch, and and then uh, then you know start slowly over time saving up money to get the other parts for the PC you need because you'll be in the long run you'll be saving money because like I said, a 2080 Ti is like seven hundred twenty five dollars. That's the same price of a 3080, and it trumps it by a wide, pretty wide margin. So yeah. don't, don't buy the last series. Um, and it sucks. I, I saw a lot of, I was on Reddit for when the 30 series got announced, I was on the PC gaming Reddit and there were so many people that just bought a 2070 super. Cause I was going to buy that one. I was thinking about a 2070 super or 2080 TI. They just bought it and they got announced this. And it's I, I for that price dude on the 3080, I cannot believe they're selling that at $700. That is insane to me. Yeah. Cause that there's so much power in that and they could easily charge $1,200 and still sell it. Yikes. That which which that is I, I wonder how much I, I really haven't looked into the thirty ninety that much but if the thirty eighty is seven ninety nine or excuse me six ninety nine and the thirty ninety is fourteen ninety nine imagine how much power is in that thing <laughs> oh it's got to be incredible I mean it's got to be just huge it's got to be massive so yeah. yeah I think I think uh, I think for the average gamer that just wants to play you know your 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 triple a releases and play them at a good quality and a good speed go go with one of these two consoles that are fixing to come out go with an xbox series x or a ps5 uh, but if you really want to just play it the best possible way possible uh that sounds very redundant but uh and the, and the best frame rate the best fidelity uh you want to play competitively on mouse, you want to learn mouse and keyboard uh, get a go ahead and build a pc and do not buy one of these consoles um I think in the long run. And if you can't afford to buy it all, buy it all, have your cake and eat it too, by any means. Yeah, for real. Well, Joseph, anything else you want to add? I think that was a pretty good podcast. Uh, I think it was a good podcast to uh, come back to. We missed you guys last week and I hate that. Um, life is going to continually get busy for both of us. Um, who knows if we are going to be in the future able to, come to you each and every week we will do our best 
Um, but if not, we will, uh, we promise to try to give you the best content when we are here. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think this has been a great podcast, Kevin. I think so too. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're doing it and sticking to it. And, uh, yeah, like, like Joseph said, we, we never take, um, if we skip a week, it's never lightly. Um, it, it's, we always try to work it out until pretty much the last possible second where we're like, Hey, is this like, is this going to be able to even be done this week? Because, you know, I, I had, a I had a lot of stuff going on last week, uh, in my personal life and, and different things. So it was really hard for me. And, uh, you know, Joseph is always super patient and super kind and, uh, with with the recording and and everyone's schedules, so we're always trying to find a time. Most of the time, we're recording midday on like a Monday or a Tuesday, um, mm-hmm. just because it's kind of the time we can both chunk out at the moment. But once work starts and school starts and everything else, we'll we'll nail down a time every week to try and do it. But we've been lucky enough to be able to be flexible with each other. But uh, we we want to give you guys every time we come on, we want to give you guys good content. We want to make sure we get all the big gaming news and and everything concise and and good for you and a nice and a nice little uh, package with a bow so we appreciate you guys listening and 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 to touch on that real quick you know to touch on that real quick with what kevin just said that's the reason we didn't record last week Uh, we could have we totally could have but we were not able we would not have been able to sit down and give you the quality kind of i'm not trying to talk up on ourselves but the quality that we were able to produce today uh we did it in one single take usually we i've had to record when my daughter's asleep and then like wake up luckily uh, it's labor day today and my wife is home and um um, we're able to sit down and just knock the whole thing out. Um, but w- that's, that's why we didn't record last week. We could have, but it wouldn't been as what well, up to our standards that we're trying yeah. to do here. Yeah. We're never trying to bring a half-assed podcast ever. No, Kevin send us home. All right, everybody check us out on all the socials on Twitter. We are remote under uh, remote gaming 20. Our email is remote underscore gaming at gmail.com. Look us up at both of those places. Uh, We're also on Twitch. Follow us there. Joseph's been doing some really awesome streams uh, recently on the Twitch channel. I'm going back. I'm going to start streaming on the Twitch channel as well. Um, As I've said, it's it's been a little crazy. But yeah, I'm going to get back to all of that. Follow us. Uh, But until next week, I'm Kevin Corkum. I'm Joseph King. Please write into us. Be good to one another. We'll see you next week.